It's Tom. It's Jake. You, you already, already know. It's pretty spot on. All right, ready? All right, we are back for another quick take. With Jake, with Tom, and Chanel. You already know. <laughs> you, you got the names switched over the beginning. But oh, well, yeah, dang good it. job. It was all right. You were 50 I just really wanted to do that part of it. Let <laughs> me start by asking, is this your first podcast? Ever. <laughs> I feel so honored. <laughs> no, I think this would be a cool one because like, you're a lot more behind the scenes with a lot of the brands and businesses that Jake and I run. Yeah. And it definitely has allowed us to continue to grow them because there's certain tasks on a day-to-day basis that literally drive Jake Jake and I insane and like you, your mom, your family have spearheaded that. And one of the main ones is our locations, which we haven't really dived too deeply into our locations, like which ones we have and how we built them. So I figured this would be like a cool opportunity to like get you in the mix and we can kind of talk about some of that stuff. Oh, talk about the juicy details. You want to, yeah, I, I think all of that's very valid. And there's, we're, we could touch on a variety of different things from, yeah, Prism Studios and stuff. But I think the studios would be a good one to touch on. A lot of people have asked about that. And I think we have some funny stories we could share uh, that, you know, have happened. Just the 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 behind the scenes shit show stuff that has gone on. And, and um, but yeah, maybe talking about the inception of kind of what sparked all of them, which is Honeymoon, which was formerly Honeymoon Hideout is now Honeymoon Inn. But yeah, maybe. Do you want to touch on that story yeah, a little bit? Yeah, I'll start there. So honestly, I probably shouldn't admit this. It's a little embarrassing, but this was like my little sneaky way to like stay in Jake's life. Not that we were like not in each other's lives, but he spent so much time in LA and I was in Phoenix. And I was like, what's a way that I can be out here more, but I can't be in this house with him and his like seven other male roommates that, yeah. I mean, you've been there. That house is just like yeah. nasty, especially for a girl. And so I was like, we went to this, we had this shoot. It was at some guy's house and- I was asking the guy all day, like all these questions about like what he was doing, how often he was renting his house. And he's like, yeah, we live here full time and this pays our rent like tenfold. And I was like, on the way home, I was like, Jake, I think that we could do this. And I was like, we could buy a house and we live in one of the rooms and then we rent out the rest of the house and it'll probably like pay them the yeah, mortgage. And it's worth I, mentioning too, that house that we shot in was like a super dope vintage right, spot. Right, yeah. really cool. And I didn't want to like, I think, I don't know what you're paying in your rent at the boy's house. I think it was like maybe like 700 for your room. Yeah, it wasn't much. So there was no way I could ask him to go from paying like $700 to like $4,000, $5,000 rent or mortgage. It just like wasn't realistic. So this was totally. like my sneaky way of like getting there so I could like stay more often no, and yeah. not pay a lot of money. And so in the beginning when we were like looking for houses in Honeymoon or for Honeymoon, um, we'd set this budget. We were like sending each other houses back and forth. And all of a sudden he's like, I found the one it's like way over budget. And I'm like, Oh yeah. my gosh. Like, Oh, I just signed him up to pay this mortgage. That's like so much more expensive. Like what if we can't even cover the mortgage? Cause I think initially we were looking in the more 500 to 600 range. And yeah. then this one was like 730. So it was like significantly over right. what we were looking at <laughs> yeah. initially. And you've hinted at like from another episode where initially you're like, dang, I don't even know if this is going to like work. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's always, anytime you're making a big life change and decision like that, it's such a, you know, big, scary thing. I don't think no matter how successful you are, you never just want to like, it's, it's always scary to take a risk. And what if it flops? Well, if this doesn't work and, you know, going into buying that house, it was the biggest house purchase I had ever made or was right. going to make. And then like, it was an unproven thing. Like we've never done a studio or a rental location before. What if, you know, this doesn't work out or we, 
you know, it's just, so there's a lot of variables going into that was pretty scary. And it was, I remember there was a couple of times as we're getting it, obviously it was scary going through the process, buying a house. There's a lot to it, but then we did buy it and it was like, all right, now we have to decorate and furnish this thing and going through that whole process, which took us a month, two months to just find all the furniture we needed right. and wanted to paint, to do everything that while, while you're doing this over the course of the two months, those thoughts are just like, bro, it, what it, and what I don't am even I doing? Think, though, like, I don't even think we ever paid the mortgage. I think no. even like we did the down well, payment. Well, it's like hindsight, hindsight's 2020, but I'm, I'm just talking about in that moment, like leading up right, to it, it being successful, it was very scary. And like, what if this doesn't work? Right. And then obviously it, it I had it like asked out, you to but... take this huge financial like risk and I'm like, oh, yeah. fingers crossed. We've never done this, but I think it'll work. Yeah. Um, like luckily for us, it did. It worked. Um, Honeymoon from day one, we've never had to pay the mortgage, which our goal from the beginning was let's yeah. not pay the mortgage. We, Dude, we weren't even interested in profit. We no. just wanted somewhere to like lay our heads in LA for free. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's exactly what we wanted. We just wanted to not pay the mortgage. Never had any intention of making money off this right. in terms of being profitable, turning it into a business. It just kind of happened and it was like, oh, sweet. And then it was like recognizing like, oh, this is... This is a thing. We could right. do another one and we could do another one. Oh, right. I want a desert property. Like right. it'd be cool to have a film ranch and then a warehouse and right. just turned into something. But I think we've touched on in episodes like when something's natural, organic and you like it and it's not like being forced like and then recognizing, oh, this is working, like capitalizing on that. Right. But yeah, 100%. We just went into it like as long as we don't have to pay a mortgage. Right. Like what we're you, good. What would you say like when you first started that one? I think the other one, the desert property was shortly after was like, the hardest learning curve because I feel like in the studios we've opened up together like there was some initial things that definitely took some figuring out which we will touch on I definitely want to like provide some value right. for people listening who might want to do something similar because navigating the app and like setting up the f- listing photo there's like definitely a rhythm is, is right. there some stuff that you felt like you learned the hard way potentially I think for me like okay I had set experience just being on your guys's yeah. sets but not like I don't even want to say I had like even the level of like a PA. Like I just kind of went to set and anything that Jake personally needed, I just made sure that he was like stress-free. So I kind of knew like the basics of it. I knew how it like was supposed to flow. So me being like the only site rep, like the OG site rep for Honeymoon and not really knowing like what rules I need to have in place for my, for my studio to like stay successful and like be a clean place people want to come was just kind of like learning on the job and so I will say I was very timid in the beginning and you know me I am I don't have a timid personality yeah. but I just didn't know how to properly approach like how do I tell people I really don't want you to do that in my you home you know what's the funniest thing like film crews because I'm 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 literally that person. I'm the person showing up to a location and utilizing it for a space like as a filmmaker and I feel like filmmakers no shade, like are really disrespectful. Like when they pull up to a location, I think it's like kind of instilled in their brains where if they're showing up to a white psych studio or showing up to something like it's there's they're thinking about the vision, the shot list, right. making their day. They're not concerned about putting booties on or right. not nicking the wall because they're just right. used to like muscling their stuff through. Right. Yeah. So like when you have a really old house or mind you, if you guys are listening or watching and are thinking about making a space, just know that it's going to get thrashed on. Oh, yeah. And it's a 100%. hard pill to swallow, especially yep. with y'all's vintage furniture and stuff. Yep. It's like, don't stand on that. But like yep. people as filmmakers, it's not even malicious. They just don't, they're not thinking about preserving right. the space. They're thinking about getting that close up. And yep. it's like, getting dude, you shot. can't stand on my couch. Like, get off. Right. <laughs> you know right. I, mean? I think like the lesson that I learned is, 
a lot of crews come in there and it's their one shoot for one day. And my mindset is I need these shoots to respect my space so that this studio can stand for a long time. We don't have this shoot or the studio for just one day. We have this every day of yeah. every month of every year. So yeah, learning that. I mean, now I have a big grasp on it. So I think in this industry, obviously you can say you just have to have like very thick skin. I used to love to tell people I'm not from LA and nor am I from this industry. Like these are my rules, follow them or get the fuck. Yeah, that would be a, should we not cuss on you? You're fine. That's okay. But yeah, I would say to that point, like having rules is very important and enforcing those because I think I remember you initially were like writing out rules and putting like fine attachments where it's like, if you literally do this, like smoke a cigarette in the house, which is gross, it's like a thousand dollars. And like having that, I think it would be like a good pro tip for people because like the rules are going to help you preserve your space. If they just show up and it's sort of like, yeah, guys, do your thing. They're going to do their thing. Oh, yeah. And you're going to pay the price. So like going in and saying like, hey, like we have neighbors and other tenants, no loud music or hey, we, you know, like set parameters that are going to help you because a lot of these places, I mean, we have several that are commercial leases for like five years. So like we need to save face and be good with our other neighbors and landlords for five years. So we can't have someone just blow up the spot, park 30 grip trucks without permits. Talking about blowing up the spot, that was something we just mismanaged early on with Honeymoon. I mean- Okay, so like I said, it was trial and error. It's just the two of us. Mm-hmm. I'm the only site rep. There was just a lot of things that I probably allowed in the beginning when it came to like neighborhood stuff that I shouldn't have. And like looking back, like my bad neighbors, like if you're watching this, I'm sorry. Well, um, maybe set up the stage too. Like where was that location? Okay, so we were located in West Hills. And if you guys have ever been there, it's super, super quiet. It's far removed from like the city of Los Angeles. So yeah. people go out there because they don't want the traffic and the loud and the energy the that's in the city. This and is like where you go to retire and yes, literally like, like have your grandkids Yes, over. like Jake and I were the youngest people in the neighborhood. Like there were yeah, no yeah. kids. It was all old people. Yeah. Like I think. And they just hate, they hated. Hate the, I feel like your neighbors literally like had binoculars through oh, the blind abs- shades. Like, yes. is that a grip truck? Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. So, okay, our bad. In the beginning, we would just allow everybody like park in the neighborhood. But I would say after about like four months, we learned like, okay, these people can't be in the neighborhood. Luckily, we were like, next to like a city park so we'd have people like park there and just like walk in the neighborhood Mm. and even the neighbors hated that like they just hated us existing in that house like everything we did and i'm telling you there would be times we would pull up to the house like after we had site reps you wouldn't even know there were people in the house there'd be no cars on the street no cars in the driveway it'd be like so silent so i guess all that to say the tip that i can tell you guys no matter where you have your studio you have to respect the space around you but you also have to just like tom was saying have a list of rules which there's sometimes new rules you have to implement like one like one story i won't mention the guy's name because i'm i know you guys know who it is but we didn't have this rule in place but they had this like rig thing and they took this like $800 vintage oh, chair yeah. that we had bought and they put it up on the rig and then they were taking it like with the person sitting in the chair and like moving it back and forth. On like a dolly, right? I'm like, yeah, I'm like a dolly. And so I'm like sitting in the back room and all of a sudden I just hear like all this wood cracking and like this loud crash. So I come like oh my God. running around the corner and I'm like, uh, I know something broke. I'm just like, what broke? And so as I come around the corner, I see this chair like shattered and splintered all over. And the artist is like on the floor on top of the chair. Like he couldn't even get up. And I'm like, what happened? They're like, oh, we put it on the dolly. 
I literally had to like keep this notebook of like added rules to the thing of like, do not put any of our furniture, like the furniture needs to stay on the ground. Yeah. Like there's rules that you don't even think of because that's just not, you don't think people are going to do you that. You want to hear a crazy one about rules? You would think that there's a level of common sense yes. that kind of actually extends beyond the rules. Like on my rules, it's like boilerplate stuff, right? No loud music, no smoking, no drugs, right. no guns. You don't think you'd have to list out certain rules because you're like, oh yeah, common sense applies. Right. Like I wouldn't put a rule like don't jump off the roof because like people wouldn't do that, right? right. Like, you would think or hope. We had uh, at our barracks location, we had a set built. Like we had a, one of our friends literally make like a Dexter kill room, like hung mm. like plastic and blood oh, yeah, so I you remember. could shoot in there. That was like upstairs. And you know, mind you, me and Jake were doing our other businesses. So we have site reps, like you're saying, like who are managing the space. And mind you, our site reps are doing our best to manage the whole space and maybe aren't seeing what's going on on the little weird corners of the space. Right. And literally he discovered that one of the producers went into that like set and took it upon himself to take down everything. That literally, you paid for. And just he, remove it. And the guy's like, well, what are you doing? Like, this is a set. He's like, oh, we were going to set up Crafty here. So we just took off all this stuff. And it's like, yo, what? So we literally had to charge him like thousands of dollars to like rebuild it. Cause it's like, that would be like me going in here and taking down your so, podcast studio. And like, yeah. Oh, well, I wanted to like put a couch. It's like, no, nah, like, this is a thing. Like, right, what are you doing? Right, you know right. what I mean? Like, oh, so many times we've yeah. had people just take it upon themselves to like not even ask. Yeah. Um, I'm someone who I'm probably the toughest site rep that we have. Like, yeah. when these are my rules, you follow them or you you can get out. Like, I just don't play any games. Like, sorry, yeah. that may sound rude. I'm not trying to deter you. I'm not really a site rep anymore. So you don't have to worry about me being there. But yeah, we'd have people who would just change something or people who would want to come in and just like start painting. Like, have you lost your mind? Like, oh, yeah. this is our house. Yeah. Like, it's I don't absurd. think- Or just start like understand. drilling a hole in the wall. It's like, wait, 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 what are you doing? Right. It's like, this is my home. Like, right. I don't, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, but it's a film set. It's like, no, like we live here. You right. Know? Yeah, yeah, you're right. renting someone's house. This is not yeah. a, yeah, it's, it's absurd. And even at our- our new spot because we obviously ultimately sold honeymoon because it just became too much of a hassle with all the right. neighbors it was too stressful just dealing with that dealing with the cops I was like crying the, all the time you were crying all the time <laughs> frustrated all the time cops were like showing up all well, the time like, and film threatening LA to arrest us i think some context yeah, like film la like black listed us yeah because like yeah. obviously if you're listening to this in like georgia or maybe a, a city where like obviously you can kind of just like go shoot at like a school or right. without a permit on a sidewalk la there's just so much filming right. going on at all times that there's just like a regulatory system in place called right. Film LA and I think your guys' studio got to a point where Film LA was like you guys are heating this up we're not even going to issue permits to your house yeah. so right. like people couldn't even book your spot right. legitimately you know right. what I mean so it just so. got to be too much and then for much. us like not to get too off track but it's not that people mind like they didn't mind paying the permit fee it's just they want to charge so much for the permit fee oh, that it like makes it impossible like if you want to charge a couple hundred dollars cool people can afford that but when you're charging two thousand twenty five hundred dollars that might be someone's whole budget or whatever right you know what it's I mean? like no yeah. we can't afford that so i'm not gonna let that get in the way of me making money like hell yeah come over here i yeah. want to make that money i'm not gonna require a permit so yeah, right yeah it's just weird but so ultimately but yeah we ended up selling and moving it to the warehouse and rebuilding it in there but even there right like we've built these sets we've put a lot of money into them and you can't 
can't just like come in and just without asking drill holes in the walls and or take take, wallpaper take walls down, down like strip yeah. wallpaper off to put like no like this costs a lot of money it's built this way and you right. have to if there's something you want to do like you have to ask the owner that'd be crazy that'd be like us walking into a white psych studio something that's not even like this crazy built out thing and just like painting oh, like let's just hey for this shot like i want to throw like paint at you and like you get covered in it and it drips I, all over yeah. the psych and it, without checking with the owner of the studio first that that can be yeah. like it blows I mean, my mind someone go into a, the lodge and just light off color smoke bombs that and it stained all the ceiling and it's just like like obviously I'm not going to write in the rules no color smoke bombs because I didn't even think you'd be that stupid to, to try do it. it you know what I mean yeah. so I guess obviously like some of these are just like instances for anyone listening who might want to make a location that you have to definitely go through a lot of like bad ish happening trial and to error. prevent that from happening and again it, and it won't ever stop like it'll continue yeah. to go you'll oh, always yeah. be dealing with and that's the thing you really stuff. need people you can trust we've weeded out site reps who just like would sleep in their cars or just like <laughs> we're not taking it seriously it's right. like this is a job like uh, we just don't have the bandwidth to be there at all times right. so like we're bringing people who are representatives of us and can enforce the rules right. and like that's the thing you need to have a good team in place because if your site reps just like scrolling editing photos on Lightroom and like the location's burning down in the background it's like you need someone who's like <laughs> literally there down. you know what I mean right so, right okay I gotta tell you guys a story and right. I feel like jake knows this so we always did like bad cop good cop like oh, yeah. jake okay so first of all when we first started our first studio i told jake look me in the face and repeat after me oh yeah my girlfriend because at the time i was just his girlfriend my girlfriend chanel handles all the bookings and the pricing because i know a lot of people would want like deals they didn't know me but a lot of people knew him so they'd just be like hey this is my budget like can you bring your price down yeah and at the end of the day this like this discount doesn't pay my bills so that i don't have to pay rent here so i was like jake just repeat after me my girlfriend chanel handles all the bookings you're gonna have to go through her that way he never had to deal with like the yeah. pricing structure yeah. but anyways so well and just in general just when people would come up and like ask to do stuff or whatever like i always talk to her yeah. like I couldn't be the bad right cop. because yeah. like you have this whole like online image that I don't have yeah. and also I always tell people like I'm adopted into this industry like I don't give a fuck I what think you there's think a me. level of like letting your homie shoot there right if you're just starting out and you're trying to build up some listing right. photos of like hey this is how this space can be used right but if the trains already left the station and now you're like shutting your calendar down for like freebie homie stuff right. it's like unless you really want to help that person out which you're more than welcome right. to it's like kind of an awkward situation because people see you have this thing I even get it like oh bro congrats on the space I have 500 can I get it for 12 hours and it's like not to be disrespectful but like no you can't what people like, don't understand yeah. is they just think like you have this space and that like, you just here's have the it. keys and there's like yeah. uh, what people don't there's operational costs there's rent right. there's a mortgage there's right. it depends yeah. you know there's so many things it's like yo we have to pay for this space and we spent a ton of money I mean, if you and do time and resource math, to build it you have to pay for it right. like, you don't just get it for free I mean, because you, you know us yeah right I mean, if you were to i don't have a uh, calculator but if you do the math off of honeymoon if you added up the lease and you added up the internet and the insurance it's right. probably somewhere in the neighborhood of like 7500 and if right. you divide that by 30 
That's literally how much money we need to make a day, which is right. probably to break even. a couple right. hundred buck range. Right. Probably three or four hundred dollars. If we don't make that a day, we're losing money. Right. So like just giving it out to free for free is a tricky thing. Right. Or you even know? just discounted. You know. So yeah. anybody who is um listening to this, stop asking us because if I'm <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm the one who normally responds for honeymoon and eclectic. Yeah. Like on all our like platforms. Sure. The answer's no. I'm not giving it away for free. I don't feel inclined. I don't care what your sob story is. All of that just like doesn't pay the bills in, in the nicest way possible. Like I definitely give discounts. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong. It's just when people come in, like our price right now in the studio is much lower than it was in the house. I mm-hmm. mean, the house was just, it had to be more expensive. We yeah. had to weed out, you know, certain people so that we had fewer shoots to keep the neighborhood calm. Yeah. But when, okay, I think our the highest our price ever was, there was like maybe 195 an hour. Where? the house no you, you there was times you had it at like 300 oh okay oops but anyways people would come in whatever the high price was it's 300 people would come in and be like hey i only have a hundred dollars an hour and my immediate response would be like unfortunately we can't accommodate you at that rate yeah like if you want to come to me with like some numbers and we can crunch i have no problem doing that well like i think a good example that you did is like where it like it fits and makes sense is like the movie that wanted to book eclectic right. west they're like hey like we see that your rates 115 hour or 125 an hour uh we want to book 18 days like right. we want to shoot a movie here yeah. is there something you can do it's like Obviously, that makes sense. Yes, if you're going to book 18 days, we'll chop off our, you know, some right. money per hour. Because, right. but like, if you just come in, hey, I want to shoot for the day. I have a video. Can you like give me half off or like can you slash the price? It's like you got to come with something. Right. Like, there's been people that like, hey, we have a short film. We need to shoot over the course of three days. Right. We're going to book it for three days. What can you do on the pricing? Right. Then yes, like we're going to work with you. But if you just come in like, just like wanting a discount for to right. have a discount. Right. Like it makes no sense. Like you gotta, yeah, you gotta be smart about that. So so. what would you say if someone is looking to make a space in their city, maybe that's LA, New York, wherever they're at, like, what is like, would you say is like the baseline thing they should consider? I think I would start by saying, try to look for a space and let me know if you guys echo this, that is filling something that does not exist. Like you coming up with like, oh, I want to make another white psych studio. Sure, people might book that. Just know you're going into a market that has so many white psych studios. So like now you're one of 500 options. But if you want to make a set that's an underwater set and you're going to make all this cool set design, now you're one of one. There's literally no other set. So like, I think my advice to you is find a niche look set. Like we went the vintage vibe or you guys did. So it's like that now fits a very unique category. Right. So, I mean, I don't know if you guys had any like sort of advice to maybe the concept or what you should consider, I guess, when going into maybe because it is a big uh, venture. You're not right. just signing a month to month lease. Sometimes right. these are like five year commercial leases. Right. So you're locked into this. You know, No, I mean, I think the key point is find your niche and do it well and stick with it. Just kind of like you right. said. You and know. I think just and knowing when it's not working. too. Yeah, yeah. I also think that knowing like what's your value like uh, for eclectic. There's not that many properties that are out there that you can like film on. Um, so knowing what those other properties out there were priced at and knowing like what we wanted our pricing structure to be, like you can't just go into it and just set a random price. Like yeah. you definitely have to shop around and know what people are offering in that area and how you should base your pricing off of that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that would probably be my pro yeah. tip. Speaking of eclectic, do you want to tell that story of how that one came about? 
Oh my gosh. Or do I know it better or do you? <clears throat> well, also from my point of view, because you shared, I know on one yeah. of the podcasts you shared your version. So we had just got Honeymoon up and running and it just like went, it was booming. Like it just took off better than both of us thought it would. And so he's like, I'm going to start looking for another property. And I'm like, whatever. Like, you know, just <laughs> yeah. we're talking in passing. So I'm not but really I think thinking. It, I think it initially just came off of you going like, we should do another one. Joking. joking. And I was just like, you're right. And then and that's so he I'm starts. Like, okay. Like we live on Zillow. Like that is yeah. one of my favorite pastime. So he's on Zillow just like looking. I have no idea where he's looking. I'm thinking another house like somewhere in the city. And so he's like, oh, I found this. Pro- We're driving to the warehouse prison one day. He's like, I found this property. You should look at it. I'm going to go look at it and I'm going to put an offer in. And I'm like, yeah, huh? no, you're not. So he goes up there. We get in a major fight because he's like dead serious. He's going to look at this property. He gets up there like totally and and you had to buy it all like in cash. Like cash. there was no like, oh, you get to make a like a down payment and pay yeah. over time. Like we just had to buy it outright. That yeah. was what it was. Yeah. yeah. I was pissed. I was so pissed. And I was like, I'm not going out there. I'm not going out there. That's too far of a drive. It's not safe for me to be out there by myself. It's dark. Like I was not having it. You know, it's funny that same exact convo happened with me and my fiance Jordan over the ghost house, the Hardison house. Because we were looking <laughs> to buy a home. House. Yeah. And Jake, you know, I, I, not it's not that it was just Jake, but we were like, yo, Wick, we should do this. And every time I drove out to Santa Paula, got into a huge fight. And it was just like, <laughs> it was just like, you know, it's like a big decision to it buy is. something so massive. Because yeah. this is not even like commercial lease, cool five years. If it doesn't work out, we're going to dip. Like you are owning this right. thing that you have to pay mortgage on, have insurance yep. on. So it's like, yeah, that, that it is was, it was scary. a big step for sure. But I will say that Jake really did, like when it came to Honeymoon, we really did that together. When it came to Eclectic, I was still so mad about it. I just let him do it all on his own. So like he figured out all the plane stuff on his own. He figured out all those sets on his own. That really was like his baby, whereas like Honeymoon was more my baby. Yeah. Um. But then it started like taking off and it was fine. And I was like, okay. And then I like chilled out. But again, not long after that, like within a year, we opened three studios. Yeah. Honeymoon, Eclectic. And then you, you came along. And you're like, hey, we have this place next door. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I'm going to murder him. <laughs> and then you guys started Barracks. But what was nice about that one was was I didn't have to manage it. Yeah. You took over it. So I think that took the stress off where I wasn't like as upset about yeah. it. Um, had I had to like manage the pure space, all of yeah. them, I think that just might've been yeah, too much. It's overwhelming. Yeah, for but sure. I, yeah, eclectic just wasn't yeah, my... She was never on board with that one from the jump. I would, I would roll out solo by myself so many times, just trying to get plane parts. And that's like a two hour drive. Yeah. So yeah. to do that, that drive dull, you're yeah. probably in your thoughts like, fuck, I hope this works. <laughs> oh, I'm sure yeah. he was because I, I mean, I really couldn't go anyways because Honeymoon was so busy and I was still the only site rep at that time. So I just had to stay back and like hold down Fort here while he drove up there. Yeah. And I, you know how like you can track people on iPhones. I was always so scared for him to drive out there because it's so far and you're in yeah. the dark for like over an hour yeah. before you get to like city. And I would like just follow his phone. Yeah. yeah, I'd like follow his phone and make sure it was like still moving like back down towards the city because I would always be like so scared. Do I hear like, a crazy story about that location that oh I've actually never shared with y'all? So, oh you know, boy. when you go down that sh- that dirt road, yeah. that really bumpy dirt road, yeah. you know, if you hit a left, there's like a little like gas station, like yes. pretty close by. It's so funny. I did not realize this until semi recently, but I shot a short film at that gas station no way. At, uh, when I was going to film school. Like we were there for six days all at night shooting at that gas station. Oh, wow. It was really cool. And like when I realized, I was like, oh, dang, like Eclectic's now around the corner. But when we were shooting one of the nights off in the direction of your property, I'm not even making this up. We heard this like guttural scream and our whole film crew's like, yo, like 
is everything good? Like three minutes later, like six cop cars drove down the road. We're like, dude, that chick just got murdered. (gasps) Wow. That's scary. And that's what I was always afraid of. Which is literally in the middle of nowhere. Like nowhere. I've only ever sight repped on my own out there one time. And I told him after that, I'm not doing it by myself unless it starts in the morning and ends when I have enough daylight to make it back to the freeway. There's not much cell service and you have to go down a dirt bumpy road so like if right. your tire pops right. or like yeah if your battery's dead you're kind of screwed and then like well, not, not trying let's to be not mean shit on eclectic no. too much right now guys <laughs> to. I guess just setting okay, up the last, thing I'll, last thing i'll say is it really is safe and one of our site reps is our neighbor out there yeah. she yeah. can see the property at all times but prior to yeah. us knowing the neighbors around there who are all very sweet and it's more of like a small hometown out there so they're really looking out yeah like they have everybody's best interests at heart so that's like comforting knowing now but when we first started going out there and we didn't know anyone no, yeah. i'm like these people live in the middle of nowhere i kind of felt like they were like that movie the hills have eyes i was like it's, That's no, it's just are. a different way of life like yeah, desert so living different. you know what i mean and so it was like scary like if i need to run to someone's house how do i know they're not going to kidnap me you can just me? run to tina's yeah exactly but no they're all nice and yeah. yeah tina's great she always keeps an eye out for us and i mean and, where else can you get 40 acres of land like that's right. yeah. that's kind of right. like, you kind of have to go two hours out of i mean that's insane yeah. like right. i remember when you first showed me you're like it's kind of like a uh, lion king where like sim is like <laughs> oh, yeah. where the sun hits the that's all yours i remember you were like hey that peak over there is also mine i'm like dude what the hell like you literally on like a mountain range yeah no it's like uh yeah 40 acres the front 10 or more like of the set builds and different things the airplane crash the cabin the gas station convenience store all that stuff and then yeah like the back 30s just i'd say like the back 35 it's only so small in the front yeah yeah, desert roads mountains and stuff but yeah like uh, it creeps the property line creeps over like the mountain range up top and i remember when i first went to see it will went out there with because i wouldn't go because he I, I just wanted someone to go with me to also like kind of be that validation like just so you can see it because he to, would, if he was to, in your like hey man i wouldn't do yeah this, like know? i just wanted someone to see it and be like do you see what i see like do, does this make sense like i think it does but to have someone who's another filmmaker come along and be like either yeah fam this ain't it or be like yo this is, and will was just like dude like yeah, this crazy. is insane. Yeah. Like, yeah. And so that for me was just like, okay, I'm not crazy. Cause I, I, will, yeah. I will say like, I didn't feel like eclectic was the only one that I was up in arms about. I wasn't overly excited like you guys were for barracks, but I didn't think it was a horrible idea. Also because I knew that you were going to handle it. Mm-hmm. Then you guys went on to what was after that. Now, then we tried Mobile Santa Bell. Paula. No. Oh, Santa you, Paula. Was that after? No, the f- no, I think Bubblegum was right. Bubblegum and Lodge were like back to back because we had brought in one of our friends, Travis, and yep. he was kind of like, actually, he's the one who spearheaded those. Like, yo, right. I found these other two right. things on, I think, what's that site called? I've, it's like a Zillow for commercial Yeah, LoopNet, I think it's called, um, something like that. But yeah, basically got those two. Um, yeah. And I mean, then we are, went for the Santa Paula one. And, and that, that one, I wasn't, too, I wasn't but. like Jordan, I... I understood where Jordan was coming from. we were saving for our first time. Right. Like we already had a home to like lay our head in. And so I get where she was coming from. But I felt pretty confident about that one. Just because of like Jake putting word out there. I think the buzz around it was like pretty high. The only like red flags for me were A, it was in like a weird zoning where it was deemed like a historic landmark. So there was kind of like a legal gray area. And like you guys had just or were currently going through some the honeymoon honeymoon stuff. So do we get Right. Are we buying into something that A, has been on the market for like four or five years? So like if it doesn't work out, I don't think we're going to be able to unload this house as right. easily. Like yeah. what if into the th- first three months of running it, the city is like, oh, you guys are doing peer space here? No, this is a landmark. Like right. get the Can't heck out. That. Yeah. that was the our, really our only, I want to say, 
not only, but like our main deviation, like, should we do it? Should we not? Because I think had we fully, I mean, got it. People who are listening who maybe do not know, this was basically a house in Upper Ventura County that was a 1890 or 1880. It's over a hundred year old home. It was from like some old gold miner or old, basically very, very old, like railroad money. This guy had this nine bedroom, two story mansion. It had four different structures. It had a barn. I mean, it was kind of like you going to a collective being like, oh my God, like this is insane. Yeah. But this was kind of like the, I say haunted house. It wasn't haunted, but it definitely looked like the house you would see. for sure. Like if you've ever seen like a Annabelle creation, they like pull up to the house. You're like, yo, that house. And that's kind of where our gears were turning because we're like, if, you know, if Blumhouse is going to rent a house for several weeks for yes. Annabelle creation. Like, why can't we be that house to another massive movie? Yep. You know what I mean? I so, agree. and yeah. use it for our own stuff. Yeah. And how that actually came about is we were writing our short film that we're yeah. still trying to make. And we went on, I think Pierce Space and typed in like old Victorian home. Yeah. And then we we're like, Fuck it, dude. Like, let's just buy a Victorian home. <laughs> you guys, anytime, anytime Jake wants something, he's like, yeah, we'll just buy it. And I'm like, no, chill. We're not just going to buy it. Yeah. yeah. But it actually, I'm, funny enough, all worked out because yeah. funny enough, that fell through. We like felt actually, we, it's we kind tried of, to buy it. Well, we couldn't get insurance because I think oh, the bank was. was like, hey, there was a massive fire that I kid you not. If this was like the house within like maybe a hundred yards, mm-hmm. there was black charred hillside. Yep. Like from there's a very big fire that went off in Ventura County. So the bank's like, yo, your house legit almost burned down. We're not insuring that. Right. So like if you can't get insurance for like home buyers, you they're not going to lend you the money. Right. So we had to walk away. Right. But some guy came in all cash and bought it. And then funny enough, got linked to Jake because yeah. the guy who came to set up his internet was a super fan of Jake and thought he was setting up Jake's internet and it's like this other guy opens the door he's like where's Jake he goes who's that and then they yes. linked and now you guys still run this. so it's like yeah. it kind of worked out f- in the For best the better. case because yeah. like I mean, now we don't have to assume any of the risk but, but it, still- it, we, yeah it's it's so we still have access to it and we still manage it and right. it can still be rented out um, yeah. but yeah now we don't have to assume any of the like financial responsibility I mean that was a really old house I remember on cool. some of the yeah. first inspections like the guy who did the general was like if you put a marble on the floor it literally would just roll to the <laughs> other side because the floors have shifted <laughs> yeah so it's just like buying something for a million dollars because it was a million dollar house yeah. when it was all said and done. So it's like, damn, like that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Like to put 200K down as your 20% yeah. deposit, like that's, that's, li- and then <laughs> at the same time too, bro, I don't know if it's worth mentioning. Like we had like, we had like had to owe some good amount of taxes. So I was like, uh, oh, yeah. I don't know. Oh uh, yeah. So that that's was right. also like a deciding factor yeah, too. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. So, that was- Jake always likes to try to buy things in December and I'm like, yo bro, we have taxes due in yeah. like 12 weeks. Yeah, I always forget about that. But sometimes you 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 also want to spend money before the end of the year too to, to get write offs and stuff. Which I'm thinking about now. Like I'm like, what can I buy right now that would you know take some money off? I can think the- of some things. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so speed round. Let me ask you, Gigster or Peer Space? Peer Space. So why? It's just easier to manage, like on your phone. Because some people think they need to do both, but I feel like that complicates things. Um, I mean, I personally do both. I don't think it's overly complicated. I'm like super organized, like type A personality. I'd be worried that we don't have barracks on Gigster because it would just get so like literally once two people showed up for the same time, I was like, ah, this can't no happen. No way. Yeah. Okay. Well, oh, I... You, when it was because we did have Gigster? Yeah. It was so, just like we didn't mark the... This was back at the OG barracks, yeah. but I was like, dude, I barely get any interaction on Gigster. We'll yeah. just focus our energy on I will on say one. Gigster is just personal opinion. Gigster is more like high-end clientele. Mm. Like I just just logging in the other 
other day and they had like on their platform, like at the bottom, like all the major brands that have like used them. Oh, wow. um, and I can just tell based off of like the type of production that comes in off of Gigster. They're typically like upper echelon. Like yeah. they just, they're more respectful of your space. Mm. I just think Pure Space kind of, I, and I'm not, Pure like, Space, Space is, is like great. the Uber and maybe Gigster is like Lyft. It's yeah, like, it's just the, like higher end. It's yeah. just like, it's just, Gigster just brings in a higher end. I just, just didn't like how Gigster, maybe this has changed, but back when I was really doing a lot of the managing yeah. of the spaces, Gigster doesn't have, or maybe they've changed, but they didn't have an app. That's that's why. Do they I have think an app? Space, no. That's so why it's I like think annoying because like I'll literally get a notification like someone wants to book your space for three hours and like to hit accept is awesome. But on Gigster, it's like you'd have to go on your computer. We're yeah. not always buying yeah. the computers. reason they don't is because apps are expensive to build. Oh, I guarantee you, exactly 100k, to build, 100K to build an app, and they're probably like, ah, oh, we could get away with not. It does like app. it does like text push notifications. Yes, so I get those. It'll be a text like so and so wants to book. Yeah. But it's like, dude, just build an app, you know? Right, what I, mean? I agree. <laughs> it is. And that's why I prefer Peer Space. And like majority of our business comes through Peer Space. Um, very few come through Gigster, but enough come through that I'm not going to like take it off. Yeah. Are but there I, any other apps that you would recommend? Or? No, just those two. Like we looked at some other sites and like try to put some stuff up there, but I have literally gotten no leads. Like right now, in my opinion, would you go book a house to rent if it's not on Airbnb or VRBO? I'm sure there's others out there. Yeah. But you're just not going to do it. I also feel like putting all your energy into or at least most of your energy into one app is yeah. going to garner more like star ratings and I reviews, agree. which helps the algorithm of that app. If yep. you were to spread yourself so thinly, yeah. you might be popping a little bit on all five. Yeah. But like, I feel like the fact that we have like almost 500 five star reviews is because yeah. we just send a lot of traffic there. And I will say, you again, know? I don't want to say anything bad because both of these platforms, you know, help us make money yeah, yeah, totally. but i just logged into gigster the other day and they had this new like feature on there that was basically like pay to boost your listening to like the front and i don't like that that rubs me the wrong way because like peer space doesn't do that it's based off of how quickly you respond yeah. um how like nice your space is it's like, like yelp because sometimes when you yeah. type in like sushi the first two wrecks are like not even in your region but yep. people just paid to be right there yeah and i don't like it's that like, it's like what? dishonest yeah. like not dishonest it's just like scheming to me no totally. i feel like peer space keeps it as fair as they possibly can. Because if you're can. a really dog shit location, you're just going to be pushed to the back right, pages. Right. So so now these dog shit locations can be pushed to the front if they pay for it. Like that's BS to me. So I don't care for yeah, that. But whatever. I'm still going to stay on there. All right. Hot take. Okay. Um, need your opinion on this. Oh gosh. Would you say that kind of what we started, like we started a trend for for creatives and filmmakers to open and create spaces. Are you trying to make me be controversial? I don't on know. Here? I'm just asking you a question. <laughs> I mean, personal opinion. I don't know. Just it. from that, from the more outside looking in, because you're not fully into our world. You kind of got adopted in and brought in, and we started the studio. And you've just now been a part of the more filmmaking industry recently over the last few years, and since we've opened various studios and stuff. Like, what what is your take on that? I don't... Okay, so the person that I told you inspired me to present to you that I wanted to start Honeymoon was not in the film industry at all. Yeah. This guy, and I think it was his wife came down from San Francisco and they literally owned or operated a furniture, vintage furniture store up in San Francisco. They took all that cool furniture and kind of started their own down here in Los Angeles. So... Again, the thing that inspired me to start all this was not someone who was in the industry. Yeah. So that I know of, we were the first or you were the first like director, like someone who's actually in film who was not part of like an art department because what was it like fat eye? Right, right. What was the one that you brought me well, to no, for like, it's not he to was more that. like, art, he was definitely in the film industry, but he yeah. wasn't like 
like a art department or, guy. Right. I think to his point, we definitely made it look pretty easy, especially within the, for everything. with a couple years that we kind of were doing yeah. it like to open five or six people were like, oh, like I, I want to do, do this and yeah. maybe it works out, maybe it doesn't. But I do think, yeah, to your point, a lot of art department people, yeah, might open a studio. I right. know Brian was or is a right. production designer right. and has a studio and he'll right. do like art builds, but like we're not art people at all. No. We just like hire them and we have ideas. Don't get me wrong, right. but it's just like, I'm not like you know, going to be able to contract a wall. We'll just hire someone to do that. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. I would say, yes, I definitely feel like we paved the way and I'm not trying to say there was not a single person no, before us, but not that existed. we knew of, yeah. Yeah. Like, not that we knew of. I did not know that there was, well, I know initially that's when I first moved to LA peer space was brand new. And the reason I even rented the loft that I got was a work live loft is because I wanted to use it and put it as a place that people could rent for shoots or that I could no because peer space was brand new like yeah. so like I got no inquiries right but it literally right when peer space came out I did that and a lot of people don't know that I was like one of the I first yeah. oh, remember John Luke's uh brick loft yeah, that we shot he did the, that too so his was like one of the first ones on peer yeah space. so like I, I was that. one of the first units on peer space like I said <sighs> no one would knew about it so it's like technically I was in right from the jump and that's the reason I rented that right. or studio was to work in and out of it but also live in it um, and I always, even before I moved to LA, had conversations with Futuristic and Zach about opening yeah, a studio here. But then, like, moved to LA and that kind of fell apart. And I still want to do that here. Yeah. So it's like it's always been something I've wanted to do. Like and a the, dream. the big moment was honeymoon. And that was the catalyst, like, oh, we can do this. And like, we did it. It worked. And it's like, let's keep doing it. For me, then, like I said, my intentions were not like, oh, let's just make this bomb place. It was, I need somewhere to lay my yeah. head. That's not I mean, that's there. how it started. But for me, my biggest dream like what I wanted to study in school was interior design right. so I felt like doing this definitely like satisfied that craving that I yeah. had for yeah. that um and that's just was more my like narrative for right. it I, I think maybe we were on different um like different mindsets but it was the same end goal so it like kind of worked totally. for the well, both a lot of, us. of people that came through the uh, original honeymoon spot would walk in and be like wow this is one of the right. most like immaculate looking some people are like do people live here do people not like yeah, people would so... ask that all the time or you would we'd be on the other side of the wall or in our bedroom and you could hear people like dude i wonder if people live here right like, some people genuinely thought it was just like they like we built it as like a set or right. set decked it like that no one lived there okay so something that people may not know is when we bought honeymoon we were the second owners of that home that home was built in like 1961 or 64 i think it was 64 and we bought it from the original owners they had not touched that place so yeah. it was literally in mint condition like a time machine it was yeah. like a time yeah it's like a time capsule I miss that place and me too and all she left behind was like some hanging lights yeah and i think one like record player yeah. everything else we brought in and i did not allow any anything in that house that was not from the 60s or 70s yeah. so yes we had some like repurposed vintage furniture but we like had this bookcase in there oh, and the i books. would go to like all these goodwills all over town and i would flip through books for hours and see when these books were printed and if they weren't printed in the 60s or the 70s i wouldn't bring it in the house yeah. someone I, mentioned that one time too they brought up like down to even your guys books like i, I yeah am I, I mistaken or no I you're not I think it's the details yes yeah. really and it totally matters yeah. at least it mattered to me um and so i feel like that's kind kind of what like set us apart. I feel like now that so many people have opened up studios that are in the film industry, 
not that I've been to them and like really know. I just don't think they care as much as I care to, as like to pay attention to those they small just see details. As, as a money opportunity. A money yeah. Dude, I can't tell you how many DMs I've gotten over the last couple of years where literally it's just, hey, you inspired me to open a studio. I'm opening a studio because of you. Right. Like, countless, Here's something that irritates DMs. me and maybe it doesn't irritate you. Like Jake, I'm, I mean, I'm a woman. I'm a little bit more irritable than, you know, maybe some men are, but Jake, like a lot of people will be like, hey, can you tell me how to do this? And it's like, yo, we learned by trial and error. We spent a lot of money doing this and we're not just going to give you the blueprint to just um, copy us. So you're so distracting. Sorry. <laughs> I was just trying to make sure Tom's head when he leaned over. Didn't oh, I was just turning lens. off the audio. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, My all bad. I was saying <laughs> was when people like DM you and are like, Hey, can you tell me how to do this? Like, sorry guys, oh, I'm yeah. not ever going to allow him or anybody in our circle to just give you the and blueprint I've... of how to do it. Like, honestly, if we figured it out on our own and we had no experience, then everybody else can figure it out. It's not rocket. I'm pretty open with you are. You're way more with, open than I am. Yeah, I just think people still. want the shortcut. And yes. like, obviously I want this to provide value to anybody yeah. but at the same time it's like i think there's a level in which like yeah giving away a few tips is all good and great but like asking for literally someone asked for like what are the dimensions of your space i want to build my yes, own it's they like did. uh excuse me like no yeah. we spent like 100 grand doing this we're not just going to give you the blueprints yeah for like you literally want the drafted like this wall's yeah. 12 feet though it's like what i, I just don't understand that yeah yeah we've um, we've had literally requests and messages like a, that about people asking for the plans and how much we've spent and what like all this crazy stuff and it's just it's kind of mind-blowing it is mind-blowing i don't want to be too negative so i'll yeah. change the subject tell me your craziest story i think we should each provide one and throw it in the mix i'm gonna can i go first yeah okay so there's this one and it was this, I would say, pretty professional production. Um, they wanted to shoot for like a 12-hour day, but prior, like we're communicating back and forth on Peer Space. And this was when we were at the house. And they're like, hey, we want to do this shot outside and like have this vintage car pull up to the driveway and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, unfortunately, we cannot take your booking if that's like one of your like main shots because we cannot have people filming outside. This is and when we were in hot water with the neighbors. And with the stuff, neighborhood, and like, with the police department. We just couldn't allow anything outside. At the actual house. Yes, at the actual house. This this was in West. This was in West Hills, and so they're like, "Please, like, we really want it." And I was like, "I really want to accept your booking, but the bottom line is, I'm not accepting it. Like, the money's not worth it because what's going to happen is the city's going to completely ban us from taking any other booking. So, like, this amount of money is not, not worth, worth the it, amount yeah. of money I'm going to lose." And so they're like, "Fine, we'll just shoot the shot somewhere else." I'm like, "Perfect. Pull up to any other house that's not in this neighborhood and film the shot that you need because." It yeah. doesn't, they don't know that the outside doesn't match the inside of the house. Right. Like, do it anywhere else. And so they're like, "Okay." So this is at like nighttime and we had like a hard out at 10 p.m. rule, which means it's like when curfew. It, yeah, which was like noise ordinance for the neighborhood. So around like 9 p.m., I would be like, I would know just based off of how big production was like you either need to start packing up at nine or 830 or eight, just depending on how big, big they were. So it's like at nighttime, probably like eight, 830. And they're getting close to that time where like they need to like shut it down and like leave. And so I'm sitting in our bedroom and they come out and they're like, hey, can you move your car out of the driveway? So I'm sitting here thinking they're about to bring their grip truck back into the neighborhood and start like loading out. So I'm like, no problem. Let me get my stuff. I'll come move the truck. So I get into the car and as I'm going to 
to like close the door, I hear the like DP talking to someone else like, yeah, we need the camera to stand here. Like talking about like they're establishing the shot. They're establishing with like the what car they're, the shot. You told the, them that they were not allowed that to they do. were not allowed to do that. It's like clearly communicated in all of our messages. Yeah. And so I jump back out of the car and I'm like, hey, I already told whoever I was speaking to on peer space. You cannot do this shot here. I would have just left your car in the driveway. And I was I, I should have looking back. And they're like, I was like, so I'm I basically was like, I can't move this car if that's what you're going to do. But if you need to pull your grip truck in, then I'm happy to move it because it is close to you guys needing to like load out. And the guy's like, oh, no, we're not we're not filming. And I was like, OK, so I pull my car to the driveway, park it in the neighborhood and you're not home at this time. No, I'm no. like by if myself. If I would have been home, oh, I would have. This and is he's where I typically, probably would have lost it. And Jake's always like, we, when I said earlier, like we play good cop, bad cop, like Jake was good cop and I was always bad cop. Like he would come in and be sweet and I would be like the hard ass. So I pull the car like in front of the house, like off to the side and I go back in. Well, where our bedroom was at in the house was like the front bedroom to see out into like the driveway and into the neighborhood and this is an old house so it's like a single pane window you can hear everything that's like yeah, outside everything. um anyways i hear this like la- i'm like working so i hear this loud like roaring engine like going up and down the street and up and down the street and my mind i guess is just like not focused enough i wasn't like thinking or like paying very close attention and all of a sudden i realize oh my gosh they're outside like and then i'm like thinking oh my gosh the house is so silent Oh my God, they're outside. They're filming this vintage car going up and down the neighborhood at like 8.45 at night. And yeah, that's probably loud as hell. And it's so loud. And like we lived, like there was a hill up here and like kind of where our neighborhood was, was like almost like a valley. Yeah. So the noise just like flooded oh, through the yeah. street. I mean, it was we'd so be, loud. We'd be inside the house in the bedroom. Someone would be talking across the street and in the other cr- house and it'd feel like they were in our front yard. Wow. Yeah, it, it was just, like- It would like the way the sound yeah. traveled yeah. there was crazy. And so I walk outside they're not just in our driveway. They're in the neighborhood like street. And I, I'm going to cuss right now. And I walked out and I said, what the fuck do you think you're doing? Like, I specifically stood here in your face and told you not to do that. I also like was messaging you back and forth and told you we can't accept your booking if it depends on this shot. And we agreed about it. Were they thinking that since they're off, they're just in the street, they're like off your property? No, like they were, there were some people in the driveway uh, and there were some people in the like street. Like the monitors. So it was like, People filming here and people filming here. So like it was just like getting the shot from like two different angles. And so he was like, oh, sorry, we just needed it one time. I said, pack up all your shit and get the fuck out of my house. You're not you're done shooting here. I don't care how much else you had to film. You're done. Get out. And I'm keeping your money. And he's like, no, we really need to shoot. We really like he's like begging me. And I'm like, absolutely not. Pack it up and leave before I call the police. And so at this time, Jake's like on his way home and Jake gets there and I'm like kind of informing him of the story and the DP. I like sat there and I asked him and I was like, hey, I was like, how long have you been filming? Like, how long have you been in the industry? And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, how long have you been filming in this industry? And he's like, I don't want to like Reese Witherspoon you or anything, but I've been filming longer than you've been alive. And I said, well, then you fucking know better. Don't disrespect me and my neighborhood and my house and my business the way you just did. If someone tells you not to do something and you've been in this industry for longer than 27 years or 28 years, however old I was at the time, then you know better than to do that. And so I ended up making them pack their stuff up and then they messaged me like a day later and they needed to rent the space for two more days. And I was being such an asshole that I was like, nope, sorry, can't film here. Yeah. Go figure it out somewhere else. So now you have to start your production all the way over because they, could, you shot they needed your first two day. more days to shoot at the wow. house at different. Stuff That's what people there. don't understand. Like they think they can just get away with drilling right. a hole in the wall or getting this shot. It's right. like as a filmmaker, they're just more concerned with their shot list right. opposed to like actually being a good human. Right. You know? Right. 
So that was probably like the toughest day or one of the toughest days I've ever had. Most people I'd be like, hey, you can't do that. And they'd be like, oh, my bad. And and we'd carry on. And sometimes it's like people do forget or maybe there's like so much going on. But that is a blatant like, yo, she's inside. Go shoot. Right. Because like we have this rule like in this house because it was all carpet of like you can't eat or drink in here. And there'd Mm -hmm. be all the time people like... Like a like a grip guy would be walking, like just walking and eating. And I know they're so focused on like work that I know it wasn't intentional. Yeah. So just be like gentle reminders all day. But then there's some people and you could tell at the beginning of the day, they were just going to be difficult all day long. Yeah. And it's just like give or take. But I would say over 90% of the people are really easy and nice to deal with. Mm-hmm. You just get those few and far between people that oh, just it don't happens. care. I mean, the one that stands out to me the most is the guy that claimed we stole his laptop. At oh, Eclectic gosh. West, yeah. a guy had a shoot. He left his laptop on the ground somewhere at Eclectic. Days later, claimed you know that we stole that it. We stole it. Filed a police report wow. that we stole it, and wouldn't you know? Then we found it. Uh, Dan I think found Dan it. Dan found it on the ground of the a dome, and so I sent him a picture. It was like, hey, a site rep just found it. And he was like, no, you stole it. Like that. This is you now trying to give it back after I filed a police report. Or no, he filed the police report after that. Anyways, it, it's all jumbled and messed up in my head. But he legit wow. tried to get the police involved. Filed a police report that we stole it. And it's like dude just left his laptop and tried to like ruin us and cause all these issues over like an idiot mistake that he made and it's like that's the type of stuff you have to deal with yeah. and right. it's like it's super frustrating or the shoot that i was on where they literally ignored your rule and like lit oh, that yeah. fire yeah yes. we have these rules no fire in the eclectic because dude there's been huge fires out there and not only that not- but like i think you were even mentioning too you guys were tr- struggling to get like an insurance policy like yes. imagine if the guy just, just burned, burned down the whole down desert the you know what yeah. I mean? oh my god we would have our lives would have been like done yeah but um, like for them it's just like just get it quick yeah yeah and it was like i was in a really awkward situation because like i didn't see that it's not, it was on the shot list yeah but it was just like you know and then dan's site repping and he's you know which actually my story is a dan story <laughs> um but yeah dude it's crazy but basically people, the the you know producer used you as a crutch and was yeah. like oh tom's there it's fine yeah, he and literally like, i think said like oh no tom told me it's okay and i'm like and i so, know tom no and yeah. he wouldn't do that to us and i have no involvement in that property so right. don't use me as like a bargaining right, chip right right you know? yeah i think because we do so much together everyone just associates every little thing as yeah. us together and i think people are like you know he thinks that you are a part of eclectic in that way which is like oh tom said it was cool and was using your name it's like he was no trying to actually have like, me site rep and dp it yeah. like He's no. trying to be cheap. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just mind blowing. And uh, that's the stuff that's like very frustrating about all the studio location stuff is having to deal with those people difficult that people. difficult people, the rude people, the people that try and break or burn down your the ish. Who, or like, the people who will look at the rules and be like, oh, those don't apply to me. Yeah. I can do it. I, I mean, want. yeah, we've had people, I've had people try and kick me out of my own house yeah. or like, <laughs> yeah, you yes, shared that like, story earlier. Yeah. Actually. Like stuff like that. It's just like, bro, like get out of my house right now. I will right. let you not finish another single frame of this right. video. Yeah. Like stop talking to me like so that. to close it out i've got one for it's funny i think each of our stories are at like our main locations yeah this one is for at barracks oh gosh uh, it was a yg shoot um yg i mean everyone knows who yg is <laughs> i was gonna say you know obviously he's a very big la rapper yeah and the video was shot at the barracks or was going to be shot at the barracks and like you have ground rules for honeymoon about like hey no parking here xyz right. we have rules as well i mean obviously like it's a shared space it's a commercial building that have other tenants and we have four designated parking spots per our lease that you can park your grip truck your director and then there's street parking and we tell right. that we send maps all that stuff literally 50 people like a caravan like literally mad max style car 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 just start flooding the parking lot and our landlord bless his heart is like this 70 year old armenian dude very little angle she's like 
Travis, Tom, what is going on? Like freaking out. And Dan, I mean, little five foot five white dude yeah. is trying to single handedly like control this. And it's like, and I literally told him, I was like, yo, like you need to go over and turn off the power breakers yep. and kick all those cars out or we're going to literally compromise our lease. Like this thousand right. dollar booking is not worth us losing our yes. business. Yep. And I felt bad because it's like, yeah, I mean, you have other people and he literally did that. He literally turned off all the lights and yeah. you guys move your cars or you're done. And they, it was just like a very stressful, tumultuous situation. Yes. There's definitely yeah. times so. where like shoots can get really stressful. And I just like get off of that point is you have got to have people in place or you yourself who has a strong enough backbone to be able to be like, you know what? This is where we draw the line. Mm -hmm. I'm turning off the lights or in honeymoon, I'm turning on the lights so you can't film anything. Yeah. You yeah. just kind of got to like put your foot down to protect the integrity of your business as a whole. Yeah. And that's just like a, a location um, point that I can give to yeah. you. Just like something you can take home. Yeah. One last tip I guess I would give if you are listening to this, trying to get some sort of wisdom, if this is something you should do, is this is a major financial play. This yes, isn't some I sort agree. of get rich quick scheme. Yes. If your location is successful, like we've shared, there is money involved, but it a is a lot of time and effort. Like we spent three to four months just moving your house to yeah. a warehouse and building it. And we're not able to make any money off of mm -hmm. that location for four or five months mm -hmm. until we were the walls were built the stuck yep. goes up it's like like we had to literally eat the seven thousand dollar rent for like three or four months yeah and not only that when you are getting into one of these buildings because i think a lot of people are probably not just buying houses right you're signing a three to five year commercial lease so after the first six months if this just isn't for you you are locked into paying yeah. that yeah. for five years and they can literally sue you and take you to court so it's like you see obviously there is some cool opportunities with the space, yeah. but just know, like take that with a grain of salt. It's right. usually three to five year commercial leases. Also, you're doing first, last and security. So if you're like rent on the space is like 3,500 or 5,000, that's 15K that you just need to have yep. right off the rip. And just that's not even that. for building costs. That's just for first, last security. Yep. So there's a lot of like, I think expenses that I think people like, oh, I'm going to get a studio. It's like, okay, just know that these are the parameters right. or yeah. things you're going to have to expect, right. you know? Yeah. I've had people message me and be like, Hey, I have like 20 K you think I can open a studio? And it's like, nah, not That might really. get you like, like the lease, but yeah. like, that's not, not the build out. No. Yeah. The build out alone is probably going to be, yeah. It depends on what they're building, but yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause I, I know even just like eclectic wise, like obviously I had to buy the property, but just to do the, all those airplane parts was 30 K plus easy, let yeah. alone that. Like, and it's like, there's just, so not only is it the financial risk and responsibility, but also just time. Like it takes, it's not, this thing doesn't just operate itself. Right. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, that's that was good. Yeah, was no, good. you did good for your first uh pod episode. Thanks, guys. I'll be back you're for super, another episode. You're a superstar. I think we'll uh, definitely bring you back for like because we didn't of, even talk about Prism. No, or I other think this stuff was like and, a cool episode just to dive into locations, yeah, but I yeah, think yeah. there's some fun stories to share on the back end of yeah. customers and stuff. So, yeah, because because for those that don't know, Chanel was the OG in the shooting with us in the gym when we we're at the original Prism Lens Effects warehouse, 300 square feet building these things from day one in the freezing and, cold you know and then the initial uh, customer support email person and then helped with the transition move to here and still is involved with the businesses and everything and her mom is now um a part of it so it's like chanel does a lot for us and is very much a, a big backbone for us and our various companies and businesses and can you so, imagine if you uh literally just stayed with delta and didn't do any of this okay <sighs> honestly okay last little quick All story right. what time are we at i don't know what are we at um, what are we looking like been about an hour. 
No Ooh. way. Has it really? Yeah. Oh wow. Gosh. Okay, well then I'll make this very I quick. guess it's easier to go longer when you have guests. Yeah, because everyone has their like turn to turn. Yeah, yeah. I literally thought we've been sitting here like 28 minutes. Wow. I'm like, well, the sun's starting guess. to nuke me. So <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll make this very yeah. quick. So before we started Honeymoon, I had just got through like an eight-week training for Delta Airlines. And every day when I was like gone flying, I'd call Jake and I'd call my mom bawling <laughs> awesome. my eyes out. I would just be like crying because I was so miserable. I was by myself you fly all day and then you go to a hotel room and you're by yourself yeah. so then you watch your friends on instagram and you watch your family and they're all together and they're having fun so i was literally leaving for another like trip like my base was out of salt lake and i was in la with jake so i had to fly from la to salt lake to start my shift to go flying wow. and he had known i'd been crying for like days yeah. and he's like this is when we're like starting honeymoon we had already purchased it we're like just building it out now yeah, and the house he was yeah. like I think that you should quit your job. And I was like, no, I can't do that. I, I I, mean, we're not even engaged at this time. I'm legit just his girlfriend. Just dating me. And I'm like, I can't risk like my income and you decide tomorrow you want to break up with me. Yeah. And he's like, no, I really just think you should quit. I wouldn't do that to you. I just think you should quit your job and come help me. Could you imagine if I did? Dang, that would have... Like been just crazy. take this like profitable ass business that I helped build from the ground up and well, like just, left. Yeah, and well, just not like, not just, not <laughs> not just that, but just like yeah, you worked so hard to get this you know flight attendant job, and like not everyone gets it. The percentage is pretty it's low, like really low. Yeah, and like you get it, you start working, and then I'm just like yeah, quit that. And then like if I would have like you know what I'm over you and like broke up with you a month yeah. later, then you would have just been like now I have no studio, no job. Yeah, I nothing. don't work for nothing. Like that's so crazy, women so. out there don't take that. Kind kind of risk but yeah. but i did and it worked, it worked out, for out for me for but us, so. i will say we were that's when i knew you were a real one that's, we, that's that's we were in it for six months before you proposed and i won't lie i was stressed like oh my gosh i've just like turned my whole life upside down like i pray to god we get married otherwise yeah. all right crazy guys. yeah that's a good last story all right well good job it was you great talking to you yeah no obviously it's fun having the guests on and you know keeping the conversation going but yeah that kind of closes out our quick take and conversation about opening up vocations we've shared some funny instances some hopefully some tips if this is something you're considering doing uh we obviously appreciate all the you know uh, interactions subscriptions liking commenting all that good stuff on apple podcasts and youtube so i appreciate everyone who's been rocking with us and yeah, that's yeah. it. Until it's the next Tom, one. It's Tom, it's Jake, and Chanel. And you, you already, already know. know. Sheesh. Sheesh.